Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbaji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Praise God. Amen. We bow before your throne, Lord. We give you praise. We bow before your throne. You are an amazing God. You are awesome in every way. You care about the intrinsic details of our lives. The smallest details of our lives, you care about them. Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We exalt you. We bow before your throne, O God. We thank you that you are in this place this evening. Father, you are here to teach us. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. Holy Spirit, you are our helper. Holy Spirit, you guide us. We give you praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And the saints say, Amen. And the saints say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Amen. Thank God for your lives. Amen. Thank God for this wonderful week, this month of March. Amen. We are marching forward. Amen. It's our month of influential faith and without a shadow of doubt, we know that God is in our lives and God is doing awesome and mighty things in our lives. Amen. Thank you all so much for the wonderful birthday wishes and the hugs, the kisses um, on Sunday. I'm so grateful to God. But last Sunday was not about me. Amen. <laughs> last Sunday was about the community of Crowley. And we thank God for what God did. Amen. We thank God. I just got crushed. My birthday just happened to be on the same day. But uh, we thank God that... Um, it brought youthfulness out of everyone. I think I enjoyed seeing that out of everyone of Solution Chapel. Amen. It brought the youthfulness out of everyone. Amen. It was good to see parents and children dancing together. It was just amazing. Amen. Therefore, it happened to be the really best birthday for a long time. It was really awesome, enjoyable to see the community come together and share peace, joy, and laughter. It was, it was an amazing time. So we thank God for our senior pastor who gave us the opportunity to bring the community together, to bring our children together, to bring our parents and kids, the whole community of Crowley together. And for that, we are so grateful. We are so grateful to see children. You know, some of the, of the pictures, I was just going through the pictures. It, you can see the peace of God. Uh, if you could touch peace, I could see it on Sunday. If you could touch joy, I could see it on Sunday. So thank you all for making an effort, for inviting your friends and families to come and, and for evangelizing, going on the streets, distributing the leaflets because we had such a, an amazing turnout on Sunday. And to God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen and amen. Praise God. So we are back on our, our, on our teaching. The last um, two um, Thursdays, I've been teaching on the power of prayer. So we'll carry on again. Amen. Has anybody been blessed for the past two sessions that we had, the last two teachings that we have? Amen. And is your life changing? Is your life, prayer life getting better? Yes. Only one person. Is your prayer life getting better? <laughs> amen, amen. It should get better, praise God. Amen. Because we are, we are meant to pray. Prayer is purely communion with God. Amen. So I'm going to carry on tonight and hopefully, you know, maybe half an hour or even less and we will pray because uh, as God leads us, we will pray. We will pray for one another. We will pray and put this into practice. Praise God. Amen. So I appreciate a senior one, uh, pastor one more time for giving me this opportunity, you know, to preach three Thursdays in a row and until the end of this month is, is not a child's play. So I really appreciate him for preparing all the Thursdays 
for preparing all the Sundays, special services and there and there. You know, it, it is a lot of work. You know, we thank God for his grace that is sufficient for us. Amen. So today is part three of um, the power of prayer. Amen. Praise God. So what is prayer? One more time. It is communion with God. Simply put, our prayer life as, as believers is communion with God. Amen. When we commune with him. Amen. This is why some, when, we, when we finish service, I, I don't know if any of you have noticed that we share the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. And the sweet communion, the sweet communion, you know, this is the part that makes the sweet communion of God be with us now and forevermore. Amen. So when we leave this place, the communion never ends. You know, our communion with God never ends. He communes with us. He speaks with us on a daily basis. But, um, you know, communion is a two-way process. It's not we come with God Father, I pray for my marriage. Father, I pray for my, 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 my documents. I pray for my business. And goodbye, Lord. This is it for the day. I'll see you another time when I have a need. Amen. Communion is you. You speak to God and he speaks back to you. Amen. So how do we speak with God as believers? God, how do we speak? We speak through tongues. We speak to, through our own language. God hears all the languages. But mainly then God speaks to us. And one sure way God speaks to us is through his word. Amen. Is through the word of God. The more you spend time with the word, the more you can hear God louder. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you haven't spent time with God in the morning, your day is full of noise. If you haven't spent time with God and had a word from God, there will be so many things bombarding your life. You wake up, social media is on 24-7. As soon as you are, you, are, you are awake, you're on social media, you are on, on all the platforms of social media, you are on text messages, you are on your emails, you get to work, the phone is ringing, you go, you know, time, you are in the car, you are playing music, you can't even, you're not even thinking about the music. Even if it's worship music, sometimes you just play it for the, for the sound, just to keep you company or not so that you are not asleep while you are driving until you get to your destination. It's a different thing if you are playing it to worship, but if you are playing it just for the fun to, you know, stay awake until you get to your next destination, you could be in between the whole day having spent time with God. So it is important for us, Jesus prayed. Jesus is our role model. If Jesus prayed, how many, how much more do we need to pray? If Jesus is our role model, how many more times can we pray? He rose up early while it is in the morning and he prayed. And in the evening, when everyone was going home, he, re, he, he went into a, a, a solitary place to pray. So we all ought to pray. Amen. You know, the various religions that we see here on earth, some religions, they pray five times a day. They pray five times a day. That's how committed they are. So if we as believers have the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray, why is it that we do not pray? Is prayer boring? Why don't we pray? Because prayer is the only way we can download heaven. The Bible says um, uh, 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 that give us our daily bread. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. So when we say let your kingdom come, we are saying God let every blessing you have in, in, in the heavenly realm come down to our earthly realm. But if we do not pray, it means we are keeping our mouth shut. No heavenly blessings are coming. We are not commanding the blessings to come. So every morning we need to command our morning. Every morning we need to pray and, br and bring what is in heaven and bring it to the earth earthly realm in Jesus' name. Amen. So this afternoon, evening, I'm not sure what time. Yes, it's evening. <laughs> We're going to speak about the armor of God. The armor of God to understand what is it when we pray? What is it? 
There is an armor that when we pray, we have to embrace the armor. It's a spiritual armor that opens up our eyes to see things as we pray. Because you know what? The enemy is waiting to confuse you. The enemy is waiting to put traps on your path. The enemy is waiting to cause your battery to die off before you come to church. Just to distract you so that you don't come to church. He is waiting. He has weapons that is ready to wait against believers. Especially believers who don't know what they have. Especially believers who haven't had a revelation of what it means to be in Christ. Amen. So a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. And a prayerful Christian on the contrary is a powerful Christian, if you pray, you are powerful. If you don't pray, you are powerless. And if you are powerless, you are screaming to your friends, help me, help me, help me, help me. You are phoning this, the wrong person. You are phoning, dialing the wrong person when you are in need. Say, oh, can you help me? I've got a problem. But if you are a powerful Christian, you are endowed with revelation, with wisdom, with knowledge from on high. Sometimes you have a problem and God gives you a solution right there. And you wonder, how did this solution come? How come did I think of this? It's not me who thought about this. It's because you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter number four, from verse, in, in verse six, we'll go to the other verse. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. Amen. Be anxious for nothing. What is making you anxious these days? What are you worried about? What is keeping you awake at night? What is it that you think about and your heart trembles and you can't even fall asleep again? You break out into a sweat. You know, I was just speaking to a colleague of mine who just turned 50 and they are worried. They, they just turned 50. They should be excited. I mean, they're not 100. They're just worried that they've turned 50. And all of a sudden, it's a problem. What, you know, I think she's just calculating, thinking, what is it that I haven't achieved? What is it that I've done wrong? What is it that... But you've just, you're just 50. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Worrying about Brexit will not solve anything. Whether we are in or out, whether we have a deal or we don't, if you, will it change anything if you worried about it all night and stayed awake and think, how is my business going to happen? Will I lose my job? Will it, will it do anything for you? No, it won't change anything. If God wills and Brexit happens, it's fine. If God wills and Brexit doesn't happen, it's still fine. Why? Why is it fine for us as believers? Because we know in Gosham there will always be light. In Gosham there will always be light no matter how dark things are in Egypt. How dark things are in Egypt. Don't worry about that contract. Don't worry about that job. Don't worry about whether your supplies will run out. Whether the government funding will run out or whatever will run out. No. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry where your next contract is coming from. If you worry, will it add anything? The lilies, they don't sow. They don't do anything. But they are always clothed. They are always clothed. They are always covered. They will never walk naked. The children of Israel, they walk through the desert, but their feet, their shoes never, you know, go broken. You never heard that their feet were bleeding. They were not bleeding through the desert, in the dry, walking on the rocks. They were fine. So why do you worry what tomorrow holds? 
today has enough of its issues. If I, if I ask you today, how many issues did you have, you'll count them. So why worry? Be anxious for nothing. And verse 7, let's go to verse 7. I was going to go to verse 7 later on, but let's go to verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. Isn't that not the peace the testimony was speaking about? The peace of God. When you've lost something, you should be worried, isn't it? When you've lost something, you should be worried and thinking, especially a wedding ring. But the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. Amen. Praise God. So let's go to the armor. I'll skip some of the things I wrote. But let's go to the armor because I think there's quite a bit to cover. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6 and from verse 10. We'll take it bit by bit and go down. This is Bible study. Amen. I hope it helps somebody. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Do we serve a faithful God who is strong, who is mighty, who is powerful? We always sing about how, how majestic is your name, how powerful is your name. He is a mighty God who is able to fight our battles for us. Amen. The next verse, please. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. Does it say put on a tiny bit of the armor? Does it say put on half of the armor? It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Amen. This is your armor that you need to put on a daily basis so you can be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy, of the devil. What are the wiles of the enemy? It's his schemes, the way, the things he plans for us. Amen. It's his plans which are wicked. Plans that are not of God. The plans that he makes for us, which are not of good. It's his tricks that he tricks us with on a daily basis. It's the temptations that he, he dangles in front of our eyes. It's his hidden agendas. It's what he hides. It's his agenda concerning our lives. When he sees that you are not a prayerful Christian, he will come with these wiles of the enemy. This is why you need to know his mind. Amen. Next verse, please. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So every day you are awake as a Christian, purely because you have the mark of Christ in you, 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 you have been sealed with the mark of Christ, you are sealed. You've received Christ. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. The enemy sees that there is a greater one within you. So he comes with his principalities. He comes with his powers. He comes with his agents. He comes with the rulers of darkness trying to tempt your life. Sometimes you go to work and you wonder why you are angry all of a sudden because he's released his, 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 his rulers and, and, and spiritual host of wickedness all around you. You go in, the place is peaceful. Before you know it, all hell has broken loose in your workplace and you wonder why. Sometimes we just think, oh my God, maybe, you know, maybe this, but it's all these. Rulers of darkness are all over. This is why you cannot afford not to have the full armor as a believer. Amen. Let's see verse 13. Praise God. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. The whole, the whole, everything, everything in the armor. Don't pick and choose. Take everything. Amen. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Because it's all those who are wearing what? The armor who can stand. I actually wanted to make copies of the armor so that every one of us can have it. But hopefully by next week, I will have those copies for you. So you, you can see how the full armor looks like. Amen. Praise God. Verse 14. Stand therefore having gathered your waist with truth. 
having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Praise God. And having shod your feet with preparation for of the gospel of peace. And verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I told you that they try, they send their darts. But if you have the shield of faith, you are able to quench every fiery dart. Amen. And verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Those are the six armors, the armor, the components of the armor. Amen. We'll go through them one by one and see what it means to you as a believer. Amen. All of them. The Bible says put all of them. All of them. Don't go, don't go without in one of the areas. Put all of them. Amen. Praise God. So I'm going to give you number one. That we'll start off with. We'll start from the head. So we'll start with the helmet of salvation. A helmet, we all know it. If children are going on a bike ride, they are required to wear a helmet. Why? Because in case they fall off the bike, they don't want to hurt their head and have head injuries. And you know what it means when you have a head injury? It means internal bleeding in the brain. It means the brain supplies all the, the, the vital organs. And if the vital organs are not supplied with oxygen, you know, they start to die and you know what happens. Amen. And they call you, you are brain dead purely because you've had a head injury. And if, you are, if, if your brain is dead, it affects all the motor skills that you do with your hands, with your feet, with your thinking, with talking. It affects all, you know, your brain controls every single part of your body. So it's important for us to put on the helmet of salvation. If you're going on a motorbike at full speed, 100 miles an hour, you cannot do it without putting on a helmet. Because once you don't, if that bike goes off route, you are done, you are gone. And if your brain is damaged, cut off to the whole body. So we'll start with the helmet of salvation why we need that. This is, this is an armor that helps you when you pray to understand from what position are you praying. Because of some of us, we may pray and pray from a begging place, from a pitiful place, from a dejected place, from a downcast place, from a discouraged place, from a defeated place. We can pray from all sorts of places. You pray defeated prayers. You can't even raise your voice because you are already defeated in your mind. So it's important for us to understand what the helmet of salvation stands for. Amen. The book of 2 Corinthians verse 5, chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But when we get born again, sometimes some people struggle with the newness of life. They don't believe. It's like they want to test that, am I really a new creature? Am I really a new believer? You know? Am I really a new creature? Somebody was sharing with me a testimony. Her husband, when they got married, he was not born again. But he got born again along the way. But he struggled because when, when, when they met, he was drinking. So he carried on drinking until the word, until he, he became renewed. He understood what it means to be an old and a new creature. Because you have to get to that point of revelation where you understand what it means to be a new creature. Amen. The Bible says, be not conformed in, in, in Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes if you don't know why I shouldn't drink, you can't justify why you shouldn't as a new believer. So he started, he started drinking. He was still drinking as usual. But until he caught the revelation that now I have Christ in me. When I drink this drink, so it means I'm telling Jesus that 
Jesus, you are also sharing in this alcohol with me. And then he realized that I cannot do that. I'm now a new creature. I cannot, you know, walk and fulfill the desires of the flesh. It comes with renewing your mind. So as believers, it's important for us to understand when we get born again, our standpoint, where are we standing as believers? Our mind needs to be renewed. We cannot be anxious anymore because we know that God is in control of everything. But by praying, we understand that we are giving every care to Jesus. He said to us, anyone with a heavy laden, heavy burden, let him give the burden to me. So you cannot carry it anymore. So the helmet of salvation protects your mind. You start from a place of victory. When we pray, we start from a place of victory. You now are a joint heir with Christ. You and Christ are brothers. It doesn't make sense to to an ordinary person to say, I thought Jesus Christ was your Lord and now he's your brother. He is my Lord and my brother. We are joint heirs. We share the same father with Christ. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I start from a point of victory. So when you wake up to pray in your mind, we were having this discussion with pastor to say, we've got to, as a church, go, go to a place where we actually don't confess our sins sometimes when we pray, when you understand where you are starting. Not that we are encouraging for you to go and sin, but your righteousness is not of yourself. Our righteousness is of Christ. I am right because Christ is right. Therefore, I start from a point of strength. I don't start from a point of defeat. This is why people don't get up to wake up to pray because they think, oh no, I have sinned. I didn't do this. The do's and the don'ts. I didn't do this. I didn't didn't speak nicely to this person. Get over it. Come to God. Say whatever you want to say. I'm sorry I didn't get it right. But with thanksgiving, I know for what you did for me on the cross, I am now standing in the right place. I am standing. When you see me, God, you see the righteousness of Christ. So I'm, I'm praying from that position. I am praying from the position of strength and not of defeat. Because if every time you have to say, oh God, I've sinned. I wasn't nice yesterday. I didn't speak nice to this person. Before you know it, your time of prayer is, is gone. You're still going back on yesterday. But say, Father, if I missed it yesterday, I'm sorry. But today I wake up. I have strength in me. I'm standing not in my own strength. I'm standing in Christ's strength. Therefore, I can pray and you can hear my prayers. Once you know where you are starting from, then you know your prayers ahead. Jesus was so confident with his prayers that when Lazarus died, I said, I, I said it last week, that when Lazarus died, he had died for many days. It was an impossible situation. But when Jesus, the Bible says he wept because he was emotional. He lived here on earth. But when he says, remove the stone, remove the stone, he says, Father, this was his prayer, I thank you because you hear me. So if Even in the morning when you wake up, you say, Father, before I even pray, I thank you because of what Jesus did that you hear me. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, I am now the righteousness of God. Therefore, you hear me. My prayers are not hindered because greater is he who is in me than the one who is in the world. He hears you not because of your righteousness. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter number, let me go there. Our righteousness is like filthy rags before God. So we, ca- we cannot assume that because we are right, God hears me. 
This is why you cannot boast to say, oh, God hears my prayers because I'm righteous. Because that is boasting. My righteousness is not of me, is of Christ, is of the one who is in me. Amen? My righteousness is of him. Praise God. So when we pray, we know that God hears us. Amen. It's Isaiah 64 and verse 6, the scripture that I wanted to share. Praise God. So every time we wake up to pray, this is what should give us strength, that we are the righteousness of Christ. I am the righteousness. You, you need to say it until you begin to, that it becomes part of you, that you are the righteousness of Christ. Amen. This is the scripture that, but we are all like unclean things. And all our righteousness are like filthy wrecks. We all fade as leaf. This was before Christ came into our lives. Therefore, we cannot boast and say our righteousness is of ourselves. We were like unclean things. All our righteousness is like filthy wrecks. So I cannot stand here and say I can, I'm preaching to you because I am righteous. My righteousness is not of myself. It is of Christ Jesus. Amen. It is of Christ Jesus. Amen. When we pray, this is why we need to pray in the spirit. Because the spirit searches all things. All things. According to Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our infirmities. Romans 8 and 26. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. And 27. Praise God. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Amen. Because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. So when you pray in the spirit, you cannot miss. You cannot miss the target. Amen. That's why if you've received the gift of the spirit, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. And you know you are not praying amiss. Amen. So the helmet of salvation is what gives us that mind of Christ. Knowing that we are the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Praise God. So Jesus in his prayer life, he knew that every time he opened his mouth, God heard him. Do you think Jesus would have prayed if he thought God didn't hear him? No. He had this assurance according to John chapter 11 and verse 42, that's when he said, I know that you hear me. How nice would it be every time you come from praying, you say, wow, I've prayed today and I know God heard me. I know God heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. So it means in his heart, he believed that his prayer was answered. But he said it loud to say, Father, I thank you for you hear me. So that everyone who is here will hear that, oh, God heard him. Oh, God hears him. So he said, I said this that they may believe that you sent me. May this be your story. That every time you pray, you have this confidence that God heard my prayer. The only way God hears your prayer is if you pray according to his word. According to his word. Amen. According to his word. And the next armor piece that we're going to talk about is the breastplate of righteousness. We've already spoken about righteousness. That we need, the breastplate covers the vital organs. You know, anything that covers your chest, it covers your heart, it covers your lungs, it covers your kidneys. All the vital organs are behind the breastplate. So everything is protected. It's when you know and you know in your heart 
what God said about you. You will walk chest high, knowing that God knows me. Amen. We are justified by God. Our justification didn't come from ourselves. Romans um, 3 and verse 21 to 26. Praise God. We are justified. This is why the place of, of, of righteousness is in front of us. It's what we show off. It's what protects our... So that when the enemy comes, you, pro, you guard your heart. The Bible says, guard your heart. For out of it comes the issues of life. Guard your heart. Guard your heart against anger. Guard your heart against unforgiveness. Guard your heart. So you, your breastplate is right in front of you to guard your heart. To guard what matters to you. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you think it, it's coming from your heart. You speak it with your mouth. And if you speak it with your mouth, you are declaring things. And so will they be, whether it's bad things or good things. So this is why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. With all diligence. Guard what goes in into your heart. Guard what comes out of your heart. Guard who you keep in your heart in a bad way. In a bad way. You know the people we keep in a bad way. Guard against this. Let there be no one who rents a free space in your heart. In a negative way. Let no one rents free space in your heart in a negative way. That every time you think about them, your heart goes. Your day is spoiled. When you see them, that's it for the day. Guard your heart. This is why you have to put on the breastplate in front of you of righteousness. Knowing that your righteousness is not of Christ. You cannot hold anything against anyone because Christ in you is the hope of glory. You cannot keep anything negative. You cannot not forgive people. You need to forgive and release them. Amen. Because you understand what it means to come and pray. God said, if you come to me and you haven't forgiven your enemies, I will not forgive you your sins. I will not forgive your wrongdoings. Amen. So forget easily. Forgive easily. Forget the past is gone. Sometimes it cannot be corrected, but you can change the future. Amen. You can change the future. Praise God. So we, amen, praise God from verse 21. Hallelujah. 21 to But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. And verse 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and all who believe for there is no difference. Amen. If we believe in Jesus Christ, we receive this righteousness from God. We receive, we are being justified. Our, our past is, is forgotten, in, is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Doesn't matter what you did. As long as you've repented, you've come to God and say, God, forgive me of all my sins. I start my life all over again. You are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It is important that every time we put on this breastplate of righteousness, it's not of our own doing. We are meditating on the word in our hearts. The Bible says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Hide his word in your heart. What word have you been pondering on this week, today? What word are you hiding in your heart? If the enemy comes against you, you are able to take that word and use it against the enemy. Hide it in your heart. Your heart is a place that must be a place that is pure. The Bible says, who can ascend into the holy hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. Those with clean hands and a pure heart. It becomes easy to come into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews 4 and verse 16. The Bible tells us that now when Christ died, we can now approach the throne room of grace to obtain mercy at the time of need. 
I don't know about you when you need mercy there's only one place to run to there's only one place to run to I mean if you haven't needed mercy so far there will be times you'll need mercy the mercy of the Lord amen let us therefore come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need there is always help available for God's children he loves us so much he loves us so much that is why we need to come into his presence come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart come with joy come with thanksgiving giving him thanks for the things he's already done you cannot come asking before you've even thanked him for the things he has done for us amen and finally we're going to see a case study about Esther how he she came into the presence of God amen through prayer they prayed first before coming in Esther chapter 5 amen Praise God. The book of Esther chapter number 5. Hallelujah. From verse 1. Amen. Esther chapter 5. Praise God. And now it happened on the third day. This was after Esther fasted. He put, she put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court. Remember the scripture that I just read? That, you know, we can now come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy. Esther put on her royal robe. Why did she put on her royal robe? Because she is the righteousness of Christ. This demonstrates her royal standing, her righteous standing. This was the Old Testament even but still her royal robes indicate that she knew her standing i'm not coming in myself i'm putting on the royal robes so somebody's going to wake up in the morning every morning and put on your royal robes and put on your royal robes and know who you are in christ amen you have to put on your royal robes because when you put on your royal robe you know who you are you are starting from a point of royalty and that's who we are. Amen. So Esther puts on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace. Amen. Across from the king's house while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house facing the entrance of the house. Amen. Amen. Every morning you've got to wake up and put on your royal robe. The enemy needs to know that wow, his royal highness is awake and he gets answers when he speaks to God. Amen. You are royalty. You need to wake up and know that I am the righteousness of Christ. As I wake up this morning, I'm putting on my royal robes and I know that now I am royalty. I can make decrees and God, the heavens will answer. Heaven will answer when I make decrees in the mighty name of Jesus. And so it was when the king saw Queen Esther. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Has God seen you in your private place this morning? Has God seen you because the king was already there? When you put on your royal apparel, you put on your royal robe. The heavens they beckon because they know that now royalty is awake and they're going to make decrees. And when they make decrees, even the angels line up to hear what decrees you are going to make for the day. They line up to stand up because now you've put on the royal apparel. Amen. I don't know about you. I don't know if you, tomorrow you're going to wake up and put on your royal apparel because the angels are waiting for what you're about to decree. Amen. Amen. So it was when King, the King saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. Favor is yours. And favor can only be found in the courts of our God. Favor can only be found where God is. Amen. Favor can only be found where the king is. Amen. So look where the king is. Praise God. And he found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. 
And then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. Praise God. Amen. And verse number three. And the king said to, to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. What, what do you wish for this evening? What do you wish for? God is asking you, what do you wish you? Queen Zama, what do you wish for? Queen and put your name or king so and so. What do you wish for? It all happens in the presence of the Lord. Amen. What is your request? It shall be given to you. Look how much what shall be given to you. Even up to half the kingdom. <laughs> Amen. 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 Even up to half the kingdom. Wow. Half the kingdom. Half the kingdom. This is how much God wants to bless us. But we are not coming in where the king is. This is how much God wants to bless us. He wants to give us half the kingdom. I mean, even if it was 10% of the kingdom. I know it is great. It is good. It is beautiful. With just 10% of the kingdom. With even 5% of the kingdom. We will do great and mighty things. How about half of the kingdom? Praise God. And verse 4. So answer, Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Praise God. You can ask anything in the presence of God. You can ask anything. Asking for half the kingdom is not a sin. Asking for half the kingdom you know, is not being greedy. Asking for half the kingdom is not impossible. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Sometimes we don't get because we don't ask. And it's scriptural. It's there in the scripture. We don't have because we don't ask. But sometimes we don't have because we don't know where to ask. Just come into his presence. Coming into his presence is easy. You don't have to apply to say, Lord, I hereby apply to come to your presence at seven o'clock in the morning and wait for the reply to say, is it acceptable? Is it okay, Lord? Is it okay? He wants you to come into his presence. He longs for you to come into his presence. Because he wants to give you half of the kingdom. But he cannot give you half of the kingdom if you are in the outer court. You have to be in the inner court for you to ask for half of the kingdom. If you are too busy in the morning, you cannot ask for half the kingdom because you are still in the outer court. Until we make prayer a prerequisite for us, a meeting point with God. A meeting point with God. A meeting point with God. You know, this morning I was up at five in the morning. I haven't slept since. And sometimes the strength amazes me where the strength comes from. But it comes from him. It comes from him. If you are doing it in your own strength, trust me, you will be tired. If you are doing it in your own physical strength, set the alarm and do this and think maybe it comes from a cup of coffee in the morning, you will still go round. You're still in the outer court until you come into the inner court. When you ask, when you are in the inner court, things happen. We are asking from a wrong place. We are asking from the outer court is like saying God is in this place, but you are in the car park asking God, God, can I have this? God is here. And you are asking from a car park. 
you still have to come into this building and then you have to come into this hall. Yet every morning you wake up, you are in the car park. Asking, shouting, God, where are you? When are you going to hear me? God says, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. I want you to ask half the kingdom. All I need is turn up. Turn up. Do you know God has not given us and stipulated that come into my presence and wait for me 12 hours while I'm thinking about what you are asking me for. He doesn't say take a day off from your work. He doesn't say take a holiday and, and just sit with me until I release the thing that you are believing you for. All he says is come to me all those who are weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Just come to me. The door is open. The Bible says in Revelation, I've set before you an open door. The door is already open. The door is already open. All he needs you to say is say, Father, I am here. Wear your royal robe and come into his presence. The righteousness of Christ is your royal robe. You come in his royal robe. You come in his royal robe. If you are scared that day, just say, God, wait a bit. Let me get Jesus' robe first before I come into your presence because I don't qualify. I don't feel I qualify this morning, but I'll get your royal robe. I'll pull the royal robe of Jesus. And when you see me, you see me in, in Jesus' royal robe. And I know you hear me. When I pray, I know you've heard me. When I pray, I know my answers have been given already, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name. That's all. You've prayed. Enter his presence with thanksgiving. You know, if you don't know how to pray, start with 10 minutes. Just sit with God, worship, sing praises to him, and just begin to pray and read his word. And that's it. Say, Father, I've turned up. I've come to pray to seek you. You see, this life is going so fast. So fa It's a super sonic speed. Before you know it, you'll wake up and you'll be 80. And you look back, how many times have I prayed since I was a believer? How many times have I not spoken to God since I was a believer? And you don't want to look at your life as a believer and regret. Yes, you are going to heaven. But he wants to give you half the kingdom. Half of the kingdom. Even here on earth. Even here on earth. We cannot live as defeated Christians. Because he's already given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Before you say, Father, I need a promotion. Because you've established a relationship, even if it's 10 minutes in his presence, it's enough to set your day in order. Just turn up. Just turn up. Just turn up. Practice turning up. Pray without ceasing. Commune with him in the day. If something great happened, Father, thank you. That was you who did that. It wasn't me. Thank you for doing it. Don't wait until you get home before you thank him. You know, if, if your husband sends you a lovely message, you know, after the message, after you've smiled and laughed a little, say, Father, I'm so grateful for the husband you've given me. You couldn't have chosen a better gift for me. I do that all the time. I do that all the time. And after that, you speak blessings. Father, bless him. Multiply him. Increase him. Add to him. Father, fight his enemies. Just from one text message. You're just grateful. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Small things. You found your ring. It could have cost you how many more thousands of, 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 of pounds to buy it again. But because God spared it, you are grateful. Father, thank you. That I did not lose. I'm a tither. I am protected. The enemy will not steal money from me. The enemy will not steal my possessions. 
I'm so grateful. It's prayer. Come to him with thanksgiving. You have prayed. You have prayed. Esther just turned up. But she knew she cannot turn up in her own strength. We cannot turn up in our own strength. Sometimes you are tired. You come to him and say, Father, I thank you that I'm here. Thank you for, for the strength you are giving me to come into your presence. I thank you there for this royal robe that I have of Christ Jesus. Even as I stand here, Father, we thank you up to half the kingdom is already mine. It's manifesting in my life. There are surprises that are coming. The kingdom, it will manifest itself. I will see it this month. I will see it this year. I will, I will see the kingdom manifesting because I'm connected to you. I thank you. I give you praise. You are driving along the way on the motorway. Something happens. Somebody, you know, nearly causes you to have an accident. Thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus continues to speak on my behalf. I am protected everywhere I am. Thank you for your covering. Thank you. Otherwise, if you wait until you get home, the list will be long. You have to think what happened at nine again? What happened at 10 today? What happened at 11? I mean, there's so much going on in the day. If you don't thank God promptly, you will forget. You will forget. I don't know about you, but the pace of life is going so quick. Even go back to yesterday. What are you grateful for yesterday? So many things. But if I ask you now, you'll, you'll think, what happened yesterday? But if we start to thank God promptly, a good thing happens to you. Father, thank you. I can see your hand in this. Father, thank you for this letter. If I didn't get this letter from DVLA, I would have been in another place. Thank you that you, you, you've revealed it to me before anything happened. Thank you that you've protected my life. Thank God. When your salary comes, Father, thank you. This salary you've given me, you've given me the strength to make wealth. Thank you, Lord. It wasn't my strength. It was your strength that made me be able to do this. Just, just thank God everything that happens that you are grateful for. Don't wait until one Sunday in a year, in a month to come to church because we don't even come with our long list during Thanksgiving. We don't have a long list because we've forgotten what happened in the month. From day one of the month, we forget what happens. So let's, let's get into a habit of thanking him. Say, Lord, thank you for the favor this person has just shown me. It's not me, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Every single thing, let's, let's be grateful. Grateful for our marriages. Grateful for our children. Let's not see anything negative in, in everyone, in your husband, in, in your children. Oh, this child, this, this husband of mine, oh, this, oh, that is not, no, no. No. We start from a place, let's thank him. Let's thank him. If things didn't go your way, we know what the Bible says. All things work together for our good. All things. All things. All, even even the, the bad one that happened. It, it, all things work together for our good. God was taking us there to teach us something. God took us there to teach us something. And now our eyes are open. Father, thank you that this didn't happen my way. But all things work together for our good. You know, just to share a testimony on, on my birthday, one of my friends invited me um, for a spa treat. So um, it was on a Saturday, day before my birthday. So I, I, I finished work. I, make a, I made arrangements to to finish work early so I can go in London, in Malibone. And um, my locum was off sick, just last minute. 
And I thought, oh, okay. so I'm not going there. Anyway, I made other arrangements for the one who was coming in the afternoon. And they managed to come a bit early. So when I got to the station, the train was delayed. So the time is ticking. The appointment is at half two. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it there. But anyway, just, you know, trust God and say, maybe there'll be a quicker route on the tubes and everything. So I went. The train came after 26 minutes of waiting. So by the time I got to the place, it was um, 10 past three. And I said to the lady, oh, sorry, I'm here now. Can we, can I? My friend was already there. She had already started. She got in and it was fine. She says, oh, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. Um, our policy is that you cannot start your massage before, you know, if you arrive 30 minutes late, I'm sorry, we have to cancel your appointment. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, after all I've been through, I've had to rearrange somebody. I had to, I should have just stayed at work. I sat down downstairs. I was like, I called my husband. My husband said, are you upset? I said, like, oh, no. But I was, I was honestly, you know, sad that I couldn't go with her. But guess what? My, my, my colleagues at work bought me a gift. And get, guess what the gift was? It was a spa treat. So one was canceled and one came. So, you know, I, I was so discouraged down there. I was like, even this place is hot, you know? You know when you just want to get out of the place? I said, even this place is hot. But under normal circumstances, you'd have enjoyed. They brought me a cup of tea and it just made me hot. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Where can I sit where it's nice and cool? You know, but after a while, I spoke to her. She said, are you upset? But when I opened my gifts, my, my, my colleagues had given me another spa treat. So I had two. You know, all this going in, instead of being anxious for nothing, you know, God was just teaching me a lesson. Be anxious for nothing. I've got this covered. I've got this covered. So, but anyway, when she finished, we managed to go out for a meal and we still enjoyed ourselves and I came back home. But all these teach, all these life lessons, they're life lessons every day. Every single day, life will throw something in your path. Your mind, the helmet of salvation. What do you know? What do you know about yourself? Your right standing with God. What is it telling you? I am the righteousness of Christ. All things work together for my good. You know, so every day we need to be conscious, even when we are praying, that we are the righteousness of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we will carry on with the rest of the armor next week as I round up. Amen. Praise God. Let's appreciate the Lord for all he has, is teaching us. For all he is teaching us. He is a good God. He is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. He is an, a, an everlasting God. He is too faithful. He is too faithful to fail us. He is too faithful to fail us. All things work together for our good. All he is waiting for you to do is to turn up. Amen. Is to turn up. Find a place where you commune with God in your house. Sometimes I say even in your washing, washing up cupboard, if, if that's the only place you have where you can just close your, yourself in with God, sit there, amen? Anywhere where you can just sit for a moment before you step out into the day, do it. If it means waking up 10 minutes earlier, do it. Connect with him. He is ready with half the kingdom, amen. You want to lift up your voice? And just begin to thank him. Thank him for the revelation that has come. Thank him that you understand who you are in Christ. Thank him that we are the righteousness of Christ. Thank you that God hears you when you pray. It's no doubt that he hears you. He hears you when you pray. Father, thank you. We give you praise. It's not our righteousness, but it is the righteousness of Christ. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. You alone are worthy. You alone deserve the praise. You alone deserve the glory. You alone deserve the honor. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, as we turn up into our prayer closets. We thank you, oh God, even half the kingdom. You have everything that pertains to life and godliness already waiting for us, oh God. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name. And the saints say, amen. Amen. What a faithful God. Let's appreciate the Lord for all he has done for us, for all his teachings. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbiji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.